Hey there, and welcome to the Dynamics Hot Dish Podcast, serving up stories and knowledge on Dynamics 365 and the Power Platform. This is what's hot in Dynamics. You're now joining Merlin Schweiger, Liz McGlennon, and Ashley Steiner. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Dynamics Hot Dish. Today, we're talking about uh, spring release new features in field service, and we have with us a special guest, uh, a former colleague of mine, uh, and just an all-around great guy, Bill Kern. Uh, he's the field service practice director for Power Objects and HCL Technologies Company. Um, so, welcome to the podcast, Bill. It's great to have you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Excellent. Um, so, just to start out, uh, I guess since you are uh, obviously you have a very important sounding title regarding field service. Um, I'm curious to know a little bit about your journey to like, how did you get to where you are and how did you get into field service? Sure. So um, I've been in the Microsoft community and Dynamics community since 2003. And my entry point into that was um, through field service, I guess you would say. I worked for a ISV um, independent software vendor that worked with Microsoft Dynamics Great Plains. Um, and it was a software organization that actually came out of a mechanical contractor. So most people, when they think of field service, they think of large contractors like a mechanical, heating, air conditioning, ventilation, new construction, service, those types of things. A son of a founder of one of those businesses created the software company because they couldn't find a good software. and started with them in inside sales and slowly worked my way up into outside sales, working with partners, working with clients. And the nice thing about it was it was a small enough organization and the, the founder and the owner was very passionate about selling that I got to, we almost get mentored by him on different sales and different opportunities and saying, don't forget to ask this question. Don't forget to ask about preventive maintenance. Don't forget to ask about what kind of technicians. Don't forget to ask about all of those things, which grew. And obviously just over time um, for doing that and doing that with them um, really kind of gained my knowledge. And then, and then joining the Power Objects team in uh, 20, I believe it's probably 2016, 2015? Yeah, 2015. Um, it'll be almost six years in August. Um, and just continuing to do that and working with different organizations. So so it's been 18 plus years, I guess, in the Microsoft community and, and just happy to come out of uh, an organization which concentrated on field service and talking with all those people that need it, require it, and use it. Nice. I think awesome. that might actually make you that might make you unique in our guests in that you started in field service and then sort of like moved into the dynamics like CRM space. I feel like everybody else started as a little more like generic and then started to specialize in field service, so. Sure, sure, yeah. Yeah, I was, I always knew like Great Plains and um, financials and things like that. So then coming over, doing things with, with the CRM space or, or that a little bit and leveraging it, but really jumping in um, when I joined the, the Power Objects team. Interesting. Do you find that coming from like the ERP space has helped you with field service? Because I feel like field service connects more to ERP and bridges the gap. 
So I think that having that kind of background would be helpful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. There's a lot. You, you have to be aware or cognizant of that component of it um, in order to help them with the operational or even because you know more the the higher 30,000 foot view, if I would say, of how does the CRM side work with the financials or how does an organizational work as a whole? Every business has to have financials. You got to know if you're making a profit or not. Um, so that you can say, I know in the CRM side or the CE side, as we would say, what our limitations are or where our integrations are that need to happen so they can properly use the tool as much as they need to. So yes, it was a, it was a big, big help. Interesting. So in one of our previous podcasts, we talked about um, kind of SMB options for field service, and it was brought up that you know, if, if field service and CE is maybe too much for a smaller organization that like ERP or maybe an ERP plus an add-on like key to act, for example, is a valid option. Do you have any experience with any of those or any thoughts on that? Sure. Yeah. And actually, um, the, the organization I came from was Wensoft. Wensoft got bought out and they became key to act. So um, that is where I came from. But yeah, you get those types of organizations. When I say you're really thinking about field service and you're looking at it maybe from a smaller um, SMB type of organization or things like that, it's, hey, do we stay on QuickBooks? Do we look at other, is GP better for us or small business or things along those lines? But what do you really need? And I always say the heart of field service is really the scheduling. Um, scheduling is at the heart. And, and what processes do we need to improve on? Okay, we're doing scheduling on a whiteboard and it's not very good. Or our technicians are still using paper out in the field or different things like that. And I even say, and when we talk about field service or we go into organizations, if you go and you saw them a complete field service solution, field service that's going to connect to an ERP, oh my gosh, that's almost like a heart and lung transplant. And, and it's, it's a lot and it's a lot of change and a lot of to do. So let's go in and talk to them and saying, hey, our scheduling isn't great because we're using whiteboards. So let's help you with scheduling. Our technicians are not using mobility. Let's go in and help you with mobility. Maybe I'm using another type of software ERP solution that's scheduling for me. A lot of people like to do that, but I'm not doing mobility. So let's talk about Power Platform. How do we do that? So how do we, and I don't want to say piecemeal it or modular or whatever, that people really kind of go and look at so you can help them get them introduced to other offerings that Microsoft can provide. And then, okay, how do we grow with you the next step and what they need to do? But I think that's like that approach is a phased or iterative approach. Like, I think that's pretty common in general with dynamics deployments. Like you can't really, you know, deploy or implement everything at one time or you can, if you, but it's better to, yeah, to kind of prioritize and, and take it in a phased approach. So, yeah. Yeah, rather than the big bang approach is very few and far between. True. Yeah, I like that approach. That's my uh, digital transformation and baby steps. That's how I keep pitching Power Platform. <laughs> um, I guess that might be a good segue uh, into actual field service and the, uh, 
the, the true topic of the day is uh, the new features in the spring release. So, and Merlin, yeah. I have to correct you. We're supposed to call it wave one now. Oh, sorry. Because wave one. it's only like in the Midwest, in the coast, the North coast, like the Northeast and the Northwest that I think we have seasons that actually fall into like fall and spring. So they're trying to be more inclusive to the rest of the country and the world. Fine. <laughs> that's funny. I so, know. Is that really why they changed the name? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's, yeah. Okay. It makes sense though. Like I mean, it does. <laughs> I just had no idea that that's why. I just figure it's Microsoft and they like to change the names of everything. I mean, I guess either of those could have been valid. Um, so, Bill, I, I have to let you know. I have done no preparation whatsoever. I have no idea what's in wave one. So you'll have to enlighten me about all of the cool things that are coming well there's a there's a lot um i obviously in our limited amount of time i can pick a couple i'm like okay what are the maybe top three or everybody likes a top three list sure um but they have you think about scheduling at the heart you have technicians you have how do you interact with your clients all of those different things that they're doing that they're constantly enhancing and working on um, one of the big pains that we hear from our clients and prospects in the field service world is training those new technicians, older technicians retiring and leaving and having the new technicians come in. And we talk about technology like remote assist and other things that are helpful. Well, one of the little keys and pieces is adding knowledge base. We always think of knowledge base with customers. But letting that knowledge base component be part of mobility so that you can surface up a knowledge article for the technicians to leverage and give them step by step on how to resolve the issue. So that's cool. That's that's something that's in there that they're adding. The schedule board, which I talked earlier about, which is the heart of, of field service that we always think about how they were improving and they continue to improve the schedule board and and reach i guess you would say parity um, with the current one and they brought they created the new one to improve performance and do things well now they've added the map to the newer schedule board quote unquote but in the map they have pictures of the technicians so you see them you don't just see a dot you actually see the little person's face if you've got that which is which is pretty cool and doing more things relative to you can even connect with clients and say hey, where are they? And um, the old kind of glimpse idea or things along that line in, in tracking and some things along there. And then the other one I'm, I'm really excited about, even though it's kind of version 1.0, but it's coming that we've always heard and heard and people ask is self-scheduling, is how do my clients go ahead and go into a portal or go someplace and say, I want to pick this time for you to come do the preventive maintenance work maybe, or just come and help me or, or what have you there. And everything that's surfacing up the right times based on the people that can help that have the right skill set, And then when you click and complete it, that you can go ahead and get power automate automatically get a notification. Yes, you're confirmed. Here it is. And it's, there isn't a lot to it. I said the devil was in the details when they said they were going to come out with it. But as once again, as version one and moving towards that and listening to what us as partners and clients are asking for and doing that, that's an exciting feature and this exciting step forward. That's huge that the last one, especially, I mean, every customer wants to move to a self-service model. I know that a lot of customers don't want to work with a company if they can't go in and, you know, submit their own tickets or submit you know, hey, I need something this time or pay my bill online, you know, just 
all of that idea of self-service. So I think that that's, that's actually kind of huge. I wish that all the companies I did business with did that. So I didn't have to call and wait on hold. Same. I think it's a, a pretty normal expectation these days, especially with younger generations. That's what I was going to say. Absolutely. It's a, it's becoming a cultural norm and, and being able to say, Hey, we're not dealing with, or we might not be dealing with this generation, 70 year olds, 80 year olds, 60 year olds. We're going to deal with 20 somethings, 30 somethings, 40, what have you. And there, everybody's on their phone. Okay. How can I do it? Yes. I don't want to call you. I want to chat. I want to do something online. How much can I do myself? and thinking about that and how are you servicing those customers to, to be able to do that and facilitate that. That's exciting. Yeah. So is all, everything you mentioned, is that all available right now? I know with the releases, it's kind of like a rolling six months or are some of these things like things that they're going to, people are going to have access to maybe later this summer. There's a number of things as we do our demonstrations and bring up our, um, our solutions that, um, they're there, we're seeing, we have access to. Um, yeah, there's a, and I can't tell you as far as the exact list or whatever, the little check marks, GA, GA, GA. Yeah. Some of the things I talked about, they might not necessarily be in GA yet. Okay. Um, we've seen them in preview. Um, we're able to show and, and, and give them a visual view of it. Yes, with wave one, they always said wave one was through, I believe, July, maybe even to the beginning of August. We all know engineers and promise dates and stuff. If you don't see it today, it is coming. Um, and we can say it is coming because we've seen it and we've demoed it. So um, that's usually a good sign rather than, oh, something's coming, but we haven't seen anything about it yet. Then yeah, I, if it's a preview, so. it's promising. It's, It'll get it's there usually eventually. pretty good, <laughs> yeah. yes. We'll, we'll post that, um, that article in the show notes too, as a resource. Yeah, man, I'm actually quite excited about that self-scheduling thing. I am literally at the moment putting off calling my HVAC people to schedule my AC tune up for the spring, even though now it's basically summer. Um, do you think your HVAC company is using dynamics though? Oh, <laughs> I bet I'm you they're not. They're, <laughs> I'm certain that they're not, but it would be great if I could say, you know, guys, you should consider buying Dynamics Field Service because then you could use this feature and I personally, as your customer, would love to have it. Make your life so much easier. I know. I mean, that's true though. I think you touched on it there is like the generation change, you know, as more people in their 20s, 30s and 40s, I mean, they grew up with technology and they're the ones that are now buying homes and, you know, owning the, you know, things like that. And so I just think that that's, I, that I know we all kind of got stuck on that one, but that one's, that one is going to be a change, a game changer, I think. I also, I think the, like the knowledge articles and that assist to the text in the field though, like as the technicians are turning over to like, that's another shift and they have less, less experience. And so supporting them, you know, if they're newer in their career, I think that is like a big win though as well. And something we didn't really chat about that Bill brought up. It is because, and I, and I bring it up because even in the 20 years, 18 plus years, that's been a challenge um, every year, all the time. We, we don't, how do we train our techs? How do we get our tech? We got this guy who's 65, 70, gal, whatever, that had been with us for 40 years. And I always say, how do they do a um, for those Trekkie fans, a mind meld or what have you to transfer that knowledge to those newer techs and it's a challenge for them. And, and if you can address that 
and we can address that with dynamics and the features and functionality and okay does does the competitors have it or don't they i'm not completely up on all the different competitors that we run into but hey we have this this is something we hear from you guys day in day out day in day out here's how we can solve that issue and and that's key so yes in doing that i said and it's a it's a good feature for, we were talking SMB before, for those smaller ones to say, mm-hmm. hey, I don't have the money to invest in remote assist or a hollow lens or the nth degree of it. Do you have a more my, uh, my speed, my size organization help with this? Yes, here we go, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Customer. This is what we have. Do you feel like it's ever a challenge where the, the customer I mean, that information is probably like in people's brains and their heads of those experienced texts. Like, is there ever a barrier of it's just not documented anywhere and that's a process that the organization needs to go through in order for that to actually help? Or have you not really found that as a pain point or like an area of pushback when you pitch that? Tribal knowledge. Yeah. Tribal knowledge is a big issue. Yes. Yes. I'm going to be selfish as an older tech. I have the experience, I have the knowledge in my head that makes them not Very push well. me out the door um, because, or pay me a certain wage or push me out the door or easier because that's in my head. That's not in anybody else. Yeah, they head. don't want to be replaced yep. before they're ready. Or it's just a lot of work. So like doc- to sure. document that. Yeah, you think about, you got to think about the human component of it as well as the process component of it. Um, and what's there. Although you get manufacturers and different things are, are providing and sharing more documentation or more things to, so they can create those types of learnings. That's fair. Just as a casual aside, just because I'm curious, do you actually, have you seen that much traction in field service on remote assist and with the HoloLens? I, I haven't seen as much on remote assist. Um, we are starting to see HoloLens a bit more with guides and with training. Oh, okay. It's more with larger organizations, obviously. Yeah. And, and I will say that because people were always like, oh, this is cool. Oh, this is neat. Um, and that was 2019. And then obviously the pandemic hit. And they're like, uh-oh, I got, we got to ramp this up fast. We can't have, there's a client we have now that we can't have the trainers stand behind somebody at a facility and do that. So let's create these guides. Let's send them the HoloLens or let's do this. And then they can do it on their own or they can do it. So there are people that have accelerated that type of learning because of the pressures and the restrictions of the pandemic. So have we seen that more? It was always, this is cool. This is neat. This is the new toy, but no, this is needed now management is like you need to do this we need to continue to educate people and and you leverage this technology all right we'll we'll give you some money leverage this technology because we can't stop it's kind of amazing when there is like a driving factor like that that like forces change that how quickly it can happen and like how fast like new technology can be adopted when like that's really the only choice sure yeah it's interesting So I was wondering, like, what other things are you hoping comes out in field service? You know, obviously, these are some great things that have come out in this wave. But I mean, what else are your customers asking for? What else are you hoping will get implemented? 
Oh, the the customers, and they want they want to make the jobs of the tech easier. And and there's technology out there. I always say there's technology out there that hasn't been leveraged yet. And there's things, and Microsoft is always at the bleeding edge and staying at the edge and everything else. But the more I talk with prospects, it's hey, we're still on uh, an old green screen system. We're still on this. We need step one before we get to step six. But it'd be great to know step six or what, the, and the question you asked is what's the vision? What is the vision that everybody wants to get to? And the, besides HoloLens, besides remote assist, and as Merlin said, how much traction is there in different things? It's also AI. And it's, it's how does the system prompt me or tell me Here's the best person to go grab if I'm a scheduler. Here's what I should go replace. Or this is make sure the tech has this piece, this product on their truck, because more than likely this is what they're replacing because of the issue that they got back from it. So it's the proactive. It's being more proactive than reactive and leveraging the technology to tell them hey, the, in 80% of the time, this is what you're going to find because the customer will call up and say, my back room is hot. Okay, well, the HVAC unit isn't working. Most often than not, maybe it's a fan. Oh, on this model, we're finding that fans break 80% of the time. So bring a new fan or bring a new fan belt. Yep, I went out. That's what it was. Okay, I got it first time fix rate, I can fix it while I'm there and do everything along those lines. So it's the, what would they like to vision wise, AI being more predictive than reactive, but realistically, where are they at? Hey, you know what? I need a better scheduling solution than that. The, the not so good one that the ERP solution created that we've been working on for the past 25 years uh, or this and that. And how do we do that? So it's, it's balancing the bleeding edge with what is the true need um, that we hear from clients. Makes sense. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of the Microsoft sales pitch is always look at these cool new shiny toys. And at the end of the day, there's a lot of just like, yeah, but I'm still using paper. So, but the vision is like what excites people though. And I yeah. think it convinces them to like make the, the commitment, like the, the resources, yeah. the time, the money to like to do step one, like step one is maybe not as exciting or isn't going to save you as much from a cost perspective or increase automation or whatever, or efficiency. But like, you know, that if you start step one and two, someday you can get to that end result or that vision. It's just that keeps progressing out kind of indefinitely. But I think without that, like, yeah, like the fun stuff like that, like people might not want to do a project like this or it'd be harder to convince them. Yeah. Not right away. Right, but yes, right. They're the going to delay longer. Eventually. And it's, yeah. it's what what the clients and the prospects need to, need to think about when they're making that selection as there's a lot of solutions out there and you look at the Gardner reports and everything is there is how much money is the solution you're buying, what are they putting in there? We always talk about as a group here, we obviously sell Microsoft and the 800 pound gorilla or whatever you wanna call it, how many millions, if not billions of dollars that Microsoft pours into their solutions and even field service, 
um, in the little niche that it is as part of the Dynamics, Dynamics CE portion um, to stay ahead, catch up, leapfrog, do all those things that you got to say, okay, I can be on this solution for 20, 30, 50 years as compared to, okay, I'm going to stay on this old niche solution and I'm going to customize the heck out of it and I can't upgrade and that whole platform story that we've always all talked about. Yeah, it might be like cheaper for like a year or two, but long term, is it the right decision? Yeah. And then you find out it can only run on like an XP machine and then Windows, you know, is that on Windows 7 and <laughs> only yeah. in Internet Explorer. Explorer. <laughs> awesome. Yep. Cool. Well, Bill, any other thoughts, anything else that you want to share about like the space of field service, any cool things that you're seeing? I think. And really with field service, and as I said, from my beginnings, from the beginning, as I always thought in terms of contractors, mechanical contractors, those types of things, and people that are going to replace and fix an asset. Um, what makes my job exciting, and, and I enjoy doing what I do, is, is what we look at go-to-markets, and we look at various markets and getting into others of utilities or property or even healthcare. Um, where you think of it not as a tech, but you think of it as a frontline worker. And, and healthcare is getting hotter and hotter. Obviously, we all, healthcare is at the front of all of our minds because of COVID. But how you're thinking of how do we schedule that nurse or the home healthcare person to go see somebody? Can we leverage components of field service? Absolutely, yes. So it's those other industries and thinking how you can expand it and not just live in a, oh, it's this organization that manufactures an asset, you go fix it. No, we're not going to go fix a, a person isn't an asset, but we're going to go provide them service and, and do this and we can schedule that and we can consume different things, a shot, a vaccine, a, um, a blood pressure, whatever that we're going to take to do that in, in healthcare specifically. So, so doing things in other industries and how field service can expand into those other go-to-markets is what makes it exciting and expands my knowledge and my learning and what I'm doing and, and the different applications where it can be put. I think that's a thing we've seen or heard, you know, from all of our guest speakers, especially the expansion into healthcare. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Bill, our favorite question. Hopefully, you'll enjoy it too. And I, your fellow Midwesterner, I believe. So, we like to ask everybody, what is your favorite hot dish? And if you don't know what a hot dish is, it's basically a casserole, the Midwestern word for casserole. Casserole. All right. Um, so, my favorite casserole, I don't know if you can talk about it as a casserole. Um, my, my wife makes a great lasagna. Um, it's in a pan. Uh, it's not necessarily, I think of the casserole, I think of um, uh, chicken, uh, green beans and tater tots on the top. Um, I think that type of casserole with a cream of celery soup mixed in or something along the ours that's ground beef. Um, that's a casserole that I think of. But I would say my favorite hot dish is half Italian that I am and everything else would have to be good if my wife is listening to this podcast. Um, her lasagna is is my favorite hot dish. Nice. That counts. Sure happy. <laughs> awesome. That counts. 
yeah, well, thank you again, Bill, so much for joining us. We really appreciate you coming on and sharing your knowledge. Appreciate it. So it's fun. Thanks, Bill. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Dynamics Hot Dish Podcast. For additional content and previous episodes, check out our website at dynamicshotdish.com, follow us on Twitter at Dynamics Hot Dish, and subscribe to our podcast for notifications. Thanks. See you next time.